It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do, that's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. The Supreme Court is not scheduled to hear its arguments until January 7th, but the justices will be meeting for a conference this Friday. Joining me to talk about what's coming up is Bloomberg News Supreme Court reporter Greg Storr in our D.C. studios. Greg, it seems as if the court has been trying to avoid contentious issues since the appointment of Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Will that become more difficult on January 4th when the justices meet to consider new cases for April? It it will, June. You're right. The the court seems to have been trying to take a low profile over the last few months, but there are a spate of cases that are going to be right in front of them when they come back in January that are going to make that very hard to keep keep up. Uh, The first one is a case, or or two of the first ones that are going to be there, are a case involving partisan gerrymandering. That's the the issue of voting maps that are drawn to maximize the the advantages of the party in power. Uh, It's possible the court, very likely the court will take that up and possible the court's conservatives will say once and for all that those sorts of maps cannot be challenged in court. And then there's the issue of the federal law that uh, bars job discrimination and lower courts are divided as to whether people uh, who are discriminated against on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity are protected under that law. Uh, There are several appeals that are going to be waiting for the the court when they come back, and there's, uh, again, an excellent chance the court will agree to take those issues up. Do you see more of the conservative justices, including Kavanaugh, trying to tee up controversial cases that might, might advance a conservative agenda? Uh, certainly with the, the three uh, established conservatives on the court, Thomas, uh, Alito, and Gorsuch, Kavanaugh is a really interesting uh, case because we're still seeing what kind of justice he is going to be like. Up until a couple of weeks ago, I would have said to you, so far, Justice Kavanaugh has seemed to be a little more like Chief Justice Roberts in that he wants the court to move slowly. But there was a, 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 an emergency application filed by the Trump administration recently having to do with restricting where people could claim asylum along the Mexican border. The Chief Justice, uh, John Roberts, voted with the liberals to uh, reject the administration's emergency application. Uh, and Justice Kavanaugh joined with the conservatives, saying we would, we would have voted to let the Trump administration require that any asylum applications be made at ports of entry. So we're, we're seeing that Justice Kavanaugh may be starting to show some, some different colors than we saw from him in the first few months. And at the conference on January 11th, there are also some controversial cases coming. 
Yeah, so this will be the second private conference that they have coming back in the new year. Uh, two, two big issues there, uh, two of many uh, significant issues, but the, the two biggest ones I'll highlight are, one, the, the Trump administration trying to let the president rescind the DACA policy. That's the deferred deportation policy for uh, young immigrants who came here uh, as children illegally. Um, and a, a second appeal that involves the Trump administration's efforts to largely ban transgender people from serving in the military. Both those cases will be before the court. Be before the court. Uh, in both cases, it's possible the court will duck those fights and not take up the Trump administration appeals. But again, it's going to be hard for them to avoid them, uh, particularly when you have uh, the federal government saying this is a really important issue and we think you need to decide it now. What's the latest on that mysterious filing that everyone's been talking about that appears to ask the Supreme Court to intervene for the first time in special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation into the 2016 election? Yeah, right now we're just waiting for the court to act. So the Chief Justice John Roberts has temporarily uh, uh, blocked a lower court order that imposed fines on a, a mystery company uh, for not uh, that's owned by a, a, an unidentified country, uh, fines imposed for not complying with a grand jury subpoena. Uh, almost all the documents in the case are under seal, so we don't know a whole lot. There are strong indications that it does involve Robert Mueller, but beyond that, it, it's hard to, to speculate on, on exactly what's involved. But we are waiting for the Supreme Court to do something that uh, uh, potentially will affect the Mueller probe for the first time. Now, a new movie came out over the weekend, the holiday weekend, about Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. What's her prognosis after undergoing lung surgery and, and the fall she had a few months ago? Yeah, it, it, she's an 85-year-old woman, and so you know uh, that that grain of salt. But but um, it, it appears to be good. There's no uh, the all the information we received from the court is that uh, there's no sign that the the disease, the the masses that were found on uh, um, on her lung, there's no sign that those have spread anywhere else. She was released from the hospital on Christmas Day, um, and every indication is that she will be on the bench when the court returns next week. You wrote a story about how her her uh, medical condition has led some to speculate on both sides. Yeah, this is the you know the greatest nightmare for liberals and uh, and potentially an amazing opportunity for conservatives if either she or some other liberal justice uh, keep in mind Stephen Breyer is also eighty years old if either of them were to have to step down uh, we would potentially move away from this world where John Roberts is in the middle of the court and holding the court back and limiting uh, what the court uh, does to a world where John Roberts's vote might not matter because Donald Trump could appoint a fifth hardcore conservative to the court, and then we could see some real dramatic changes in, in American law. Greg, you know, John Roberts is the chief. I know his vote counts as just as much as the other justices, or the other justices' votes count just as much as his, but is there any more pull that he has or push because he's the chief? Can he twist a few arms? Uh, certainly he can try. There are subtle ways. He does have the power to assign opinions when he's in the majority. And that's potentially a very important power because if you have uh, a justice who wants to go further in a particular case and John Roberts wants to issue a narrow ruling, uh, he can assign himself the opinion and make sure that the language of it is pretty limited. So it's potentially important, but at the end of the day, uh, he, he certainly is a conservative justice. 
now there is a big argument coming up in February that we've been talking about regarding the census. So you have about a minute here to tell us about that. Okay, this is a a controversy over the addition of a citizenship question to the census. And uh, people who are opposed to it uh, say it's going to depress depress participation uh, and uh, make it uh, less likely that that heavily Hispanic and often uh, Democratic areas will be counted in the census. Uh, And the issue is what sort of evidence can be used in the trial to consider whether the administration can put that that question on the the next census. Uh, The Supreme Court has interviewed intervened, excuse me, in a couple. uh, incremental ways uh, before this this argument. Uh, now, uh, in late February, they're going to hear arguments uh, in, in a way that will potentially determine whether that, that question can be on the, the next census. All right. We'll be looking forward to that. That's Bloomberg News Supreme Court reporter Greg Storr. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.